Um, yeah, so where do we start? What did we cover last year? We, we were basically just discussing mental health and um, various aspects of that. Um, fairly personal. I've got peppermint oil on. I've done everything. <laughs> more like an oil shop up here. I'm just covered in it, but <laughs> wife's been... Can't even get to the second sentence. Anyway, who can tell me what we covered last year? Who remembers? Anyone? Stu? <laughs> yep, spot on. <laughs> Oh, we covered, yeah, sharing, opening, um, not being afraid to discuss it. That's probably um, a couple of the key things. Um, we looked at some of the antidotes, so we looked at some of the things that we can actually employ to um, help with the, the symptoms, help with the outcomes. And um, my little list from last year was prayer service, witnessing, reading, and communicating. That was some of those things we covered. Um, man, it made for an interesting year for me. I had some chats with people that... Rich here, but you'll do. <laughs> Take it in a little bits. End up with Paulie's Paulie's description of garlic breath or garlic mouth out of his prayer. All right. Pull it together. What was I saying? <laughs> Conversations. Conversations with people that I'd never spoken to, ever. And um, yeah, getting an understanding that this is a really common thing. And um, although it can be something that is a bit embarrassing, um, lots of people have been there. My stuff that I've been through, go through still on occasion. Um, Dan's description of a roller coaster today is spot on. There's ups and downs. There's, um, I still wake up on occasion, three in the morning in a cold sweat. I don't get it, what's going on? that was shorter I'll get to it what's going on three o'clock in the morning feeling all these things that we've discussed today um, it's not a straight line it's not an instant or hasn't been for me hasn't been a 
black and white like it was for Dan, which is an amazing blessing. And it's it's been up and down. So there's been some things for the last 12 months that, as I said, conversations with people, knowing and feeling the support of the brethren, knowing that it affects all of us in a different way, affects us in many different aspects of our lives. When I talk about mental illness, there's lots of things it covers. We're talking addiction, we're talking eating disorders, we're talking self-esteem issues, we're talking depression, we're talking fear, we're talking anxiety. My issue myself is anxiety. I don't I haven't actually been particularly depressed. I've been anxious and wake up, as I said, at all hours of the night for no reason, no particular reason. The heart's racing, the sweat, I'm, I'm hot, boiling hot, but freezing cold at the same time. Um, and I toss and turn and I cannot sleep. So that leads to overtiredness. That leads to probably where I'm at now. <laughs> Very overtired and um, not able to pull it together. And that's me. What I've had conversations with with people over the last 12 months is covering all those facets. We've just had, um, we'll bring up a slide in a sec, DJ. Um, I, just some, some recent stats, so we'll just bring up the first slide, just the one with the key stats. This may be, you might understand or have experienced or seen this in your school or your workplace. This is more related to school age students and university students. So I don't know if these, this thing this shocks you or you you can relate. So last 12 months they did a survey. The first one surprised me. Thoughts of self-harm and suicide, 35%. Feeling stressed, I can understand that. Lack of energy or motivation. Feeling anxious low mood, feeling of hopelessness, worthlessness, trouble sleeping and panic, which we heard from Dan this morning. He uh, had to deal with that. Does that surprise anyone? Those percentages? Not particularly. All right. What last year has done, and as I said, it's been an interesting 12 months as a fellowship. Um, I've had some chats with leadership, with oversight, with the council, and it's being acknowledged as a real thing. Okay, so, and I, as I mentioned last year, I was firmly in the camp of mental illness. No, that's, I don't really, don't really believe it. You know, it's just a, someone's weak or someone's, just doesn't have it together, you know. What we've learned is mental illness is indiscriminate. It can can get you. It can you can be perfectly fine one day. The very next day, you're wondering what is going on. That's how it was for me. That's how it was for Dan. And as a fellowship, we are understanding this. Okay, 
they're actually putting some measures in place that we've got people involved with ability and, and scriptural knowledge as well as professional knowledge and they're putting some mechanisms in place to help deal with these things. One thing I had in conversation this morning with Dan after his talk, I didn't particularly know he went through that. Not many people probably did. I don't want, and this is what we discussed with Dan, I don't want mental illness to define me. I don't want to be known as that. I want to be known as an overcomer, okay? And for anybody in here, any in this room that's dealing with these issues, don't let it define you. We're here today to overcome. And I'm putting myself through this again to help you overcome. All right, we've heard some, as I said, really good ministry over the, over the weekend, particularly um, Pastor Pete's stuff around grace. Just, just spot on. So if you've got your Bibles, let's jump into 1 John 2. There's a couple of things we need to understand that um, when it comes to mental illness, the world has very little solution. There is, there's help and there's mental assistance to those that can get it, but in the vast majority of cases, people are left to their own devices. And this is where these stats come from without help. What I really want to get through to you guys tonight is that we have an answer. We have a way to overcome. And I want you to leave this camp being confident in the knowledge that you can help other people. Because this is not just a worldly thing. This, we have this issue in the church. But as the broader world, it's getting more and more prevalent. I read this scripture two months ago, and for me, it sums up grace. It sums up my, you know, and I think it ties really well with what Pastor Pete had to say. We'll just read in 1 John 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not, and if any man sin, we have an advocate in the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And in uh, and his and he in this in the propitiation for our sins, and not only for our, not only and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So I can summarise that scripture in a couple of sentences, and I think Pastor Pete reiterated it pretty well. Don't sin. We're not here to sin. Sin's not what we should be doing. If we do have sin. We've got covering, we've got grace. Grace isn't just for us, it's for the whole world. So the encouragement tonight, brethren, is to understand your position, understand what God's given you, and develop a heart to share that with others. This thing, this thing, mental illness, I bracket it broadly, whether we recognize it more readily, which I think we do, but it's also becoming more prevalent. It's a growing thing. Does everybody sense that? Does everybody understand that? How much more do we hear about this topic in the world, in the news, everywhere? It's becoming bigger. This, this is the, the blight on our generation. This is the thing 
that is going to give us the best opportunity to witness. We need to develop a heart to help people. I'm not saying we don't do that already, but we need to be conscious and we need to be ready with an answer. Um, as I said, the biggest issue for our society offers us the biggest chance to witness. Um, I don't know if you've ever been trapped in anything. Um, I know we've, we've had prayer for addictions and different things, but um, physically trapped somewhere, physically stuck, when somebody, somebody offers you a way out, offers you a clear, defined, this is the answer, what does that do for you? It, it sets you free. So knowing that we have the answers, we'll go to James 2, 14 to 17. Again, this is not promoting works over grace, and it's not contrary, but rather ties really well with what Pastor Pete said again. If we know the answer, we need to speak. We read, what doth it, doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be you warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not the things which they are needful to the body, what doth it, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. I want you guys to take this as I'm not talking works physically, I'm talking works spiritually, okay? We have an answer. The one thing I want you to take away from tonight is I want you to be conscious as you leave this place, as you talk to your brethren, if you see the need, you need to act. You need to open your mouth. We need to keep these things in our heart. Proverbs 4.20. <coughs> Those slides are going well, DJ. I don't think I've used one of them. Sorry, mate. <coughs> I'm just going the snakes now because they taste good. <laughs> Again, this is encouragement to take in what we've been listening to this weekend, encouragement to take in the Lord's words and hopefully what I'm telling you tonight. My son, attend unto my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh, including their heart, including their mind. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Again, Dan, encourage you both, everyone tonight, these things that you're hearing over camp, you need to pull them into your heart and you need to keep your heart. You need to keep it clean, you need to keep it free of rubbish, and you need to keep it with diligence. The issues of life are in your heart understand this scripture with a clean heart that's diligently kept you will have something to offer those that need it 
foundations. So the whole foundation, I'm surprised none of the lads have gone there yet. The foundation, the whole reason we're here, we've heard that it is Jesus. But we'll go to the classic scripture, John 3.16. Flick over there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The whole reason we're here is through God's love. That's the basis. That's the foundation, his love for us. We hear it, and I've heard it my whole life. We need to take that love and share it with others. I've really loved Dan's point this morning, and it's the second time I've heard it in two weeks. Pastor Bill on the coast said word for word what Dan said this morning. How serious are we? How serious are we about this? Are we prepared to do what we need to do? Are we prepared to understand this concept of sharing the grace that's been given to us? Are we prepared to take it seriously enough to step out, take the step of faith? It's a question for you. How serious are we? You got, thanks mate, read my mind. Can we just go to the what if slide? What if, it's a good, good question. What if we're prepared to take the steps? What if we're prepared to offer the solutions? What what would the outcome be? What might happen? I dare say we won't fit in this hall next year. That'd be a good start. What if we were the generation that led to a massive revival? What if our preparedness to actually step out and offer a solution led to a huge revival. What if that led to the Lord's return? One of the big things that we've heard, and I'm not sure it's been intentional, but we've heard a lot about condemnation this weekend. And you almost put that you'd almost put that down as a as a mental illness. Of course it's just not of God. Condemnation It's not godly. We heard it today. All right. I had this massive conflict of learning hey ya uh, outside. Hey, what was it? Hey, pray ya. Uh, and then having to delve into this. It's like this massive, like, <laughs> huge conflict of uh, emotions. Poorly put out a challenge today. Well, actually, it was more than a challenge. Paulie put out a commitment. Did did most people do Paulie's? Yeah? Does anyone remember what that commitment was around prayer? No? You mustn't have that much impact, mate. Sorry. 
<laughs> he made a commitment in his workshop that he was going to be more prayerful for us as a group. That was his commitment. Who would be prepared to match that? I walked out of there thinking, I can match that. I can be more prayerful. I can be more prayerful about this group. I can be more dedicated to this group. It's not a, I'm, I'm actually asking a question. <laughs> Who's prepared to do that? Can you commit to that? We've been challenged this weekend with lots of different things. Are we prepared to remove the baggage? Are we prepared to remove the stuff that's holding us back? Yep, I've got things. Um, Dave's talk's been mentioned a few times, talking about clearing the block, making space, making space for the good things. Do we have a desire to serve in a team? That team theme really come through at the start. Are we prepared to do it? All right, I'm going to wrap it up. As I said, I hope, I really hope this camp, the takeaways and the things that we've heard, you can apply in your life. The potential we've got in this group is amazing. The Lord has brought us together for a reason. And if we prepared to take on what we've heard this camp, and actually physically apply it. Don't do it for a week. Don't do it for a one month thing. If we're prepared to get stuck in, the Lord will bless this group amazingly. I'm sorry for getting upset. Can't help it. Does anyone get seasick? Getting up here and getting emotional is like getting seasick for me. I think about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I do it. <laughs> I love fishing. I love, I love, I love fishing. I can't go because I get so seasick. <laughs> it's something I'm working on. I'm going to, I will have a boat one day and I will get up here and not cry. <laughs> so, look, guys, I'll, I'll try, and, try and wrap it up. We're going to have a prayer line in a second. And um, last year's prayer line, I think, was powerful. And the prayer after was powerful. And I encourage you guys tonight to really put it to the Lord. It's the last night of camp. Get stuck in. Make the commitment now. Make the start. Make the step towards the Lord and he'll come to us. All right, I'm going to get off. Amen.